Hello everybody and welcome to the first episode of the Graduate Thoughts Podcast. Here is your host Ivan Rares and just give me a few seconds to introduce myself. I have studied mechanical engineering for three years at University College London and I want to share my experience as a UK student to everybody out there who is now in the position of deciding where to study and what degree to choose. But first of all, Graduate Thoughts is a podcast with all my real experiences from my academic years and is the place where you will hear my honest opinion of whether it is worth or not studying in UK. Why have decided to start this podcast? Well, actually, when I was in high school and I was thinking of applying to UK universities, there was no complex, serious and detailed guideline of what to expect from a Great Britain University. The only resource I had of tasting what it means to be a student in UK were those online forums. And I remember that I was reading a lot of online forums with the stories of other students who were studying in UK. But the fact is that uh, these stories were, were short and were lacking a lot of relevant information. In other words, people were just presenting the successful stories of graduates who are now working in very big companies and who are now playing very important roles in those companies. No one was talking about the process, everyone was just mentioned the success. So everyone was just showing the peak of the iceberg, but no one was showing what is underneath the water. And this is what I want to do in this podcast. I want to show you what is underneath the water. I want to show you that there are also negative aspects of being a student in UK, not only good ones. And I don't want you to be terrified. I'm not referring to awful aspects. I just want you to realize that there are also some unpleasant situations and things that you might not expect during your academic years. And we will touch all these situations in this podcast with other relevant information that every student that will uh, that every upcoming student needs to know before getting uh, to a UK university. So, in this podcast, we will talk about the UCAS application, uh, the, uh, the accommodation and how prices vary from city to city. We will talk about exams, teachers, the multicultural environment of uh, any of the UK universities, And of course, we will talk about your opportunities after you graduate. So I don't want to waste any more time and let's dive directly in the first subject of the today's podcast, the UCAS application and the ranking tables. My experience with applying to UK universities is related to the UCAS application. UCAS is your LinkedIn for universities. In your UCAS portfolio, you need to include your personal statement, 
which describes you and your hobbies, your skills and all your experiences. And of course, you also need to put your academic records from high school. Now, my personal advice is to write in your application every achievement that you are proud of. So, let's say you have registered a high score in a mathematics competition. You should definitely talk about this in your Lucas application. Or maybe you have won a football tournament in high school. So definitely mention this activity in your UCAS portfolio because sports activities are well seen by the admission teams of any university, trust me. Sport is very valuable in United Kingdom and you will be seen as an active person which is a very big plus for your uh, application. I don't want you to limit yourself to inside activities and go beyond high school and talk about activities that you have undertaken outside the high school. So for example, uh, volunteering activities. You may be a member of the Red Cross organization or you have started a project that went viral and had a big success. All of these things should be mentioned in your application because it will help you a lot. Now, before, before getting a little bit more technical, give me a few seconds to, to drink a glass of water. So refreshing. Okay, so let's get a little bit more technical. UCAS allows you to choose up to five universities that you want to be accepted at. Now. To give you a safe strategy that I have also used is to do like this. Choose free universities that are not so high demanding when it comes to academic requirements and leave the other two options to be filled up with more prestigious universities that are very high demanding when it comes to the requirements. Because in this sense, you are ensuring yourself that you get accepted to at least one of that free universities that are not so uh, prestigious. I did the same and it's a good strategy, it's a safe strategy and I think you, you should try it too. Now, I have mentioned uh, the requirements, the academic requirements. My advice is that you should pay attention to each university requirements and you need to, uh, to be on that requirements. You need to make sure that you fulfill all that requirements because otherwise they will not accept you. Do not make the same mistake I did when I thought um, that universities are not so rigorous when it comes to their academic requirements, but in reality they are. So I have a little, a little story in this sense. M my English exam uh, is TOEFL and I have scored an overall score of uh, 93, which is good because most of the universities are asking for a minimum of 91. 
Now, there is this thing uh, when universities are asking, are asking for specific uh, scores in different sections, like they may ask for higher scores in the speaking section or they may ask for higher scores in the reading section, which is the case of UCL. At that time, UCL was asking for a minimum of 24 out of 40 in the reading section and my score was 23. So I had one missing point in the reading section and I thought I, I don't have to retake the exam for one missing point. But the sad reality is that UCL asked me to retake my TOEFL exam or to take another exam. So for one missing point I had to to start learning again for another English exam in order to be accepted for UCL. And that is why I am saying pay a lot of attention to each university requirements and see if you can fulfill these requirements. See if you can be in their academic demands because otherwise they will not accept you. Okay. We've talked about requirements. Now, your five choices. How are you going to come up with your final uh, five universities? What I did when I was in high school, I was consulting a lot of the websites uh, that are hosting those league tables, those ranking tables. So websites like Times Higher Education or uh, topuniversities.com are hosting ranking tables. The fact here is uh, that these ranking tables are changing from year to year. For example, if we are consulting the 2021 ranking tables from topuniversities.com, we will see that UCL is the 10th best university in the world. But if you go back uh, and consult the 2018 ranking tables, you will actually see that UCL was the 8th best university in the world. So, as I said, these, these tables are changing from year to year. Moreover, they are created by taking into account many, many factors like student satisfaction, the employment reputation of the university, uh, how many international students are studying at that university. So according to this criteria, they are coming up with, uh, with a ranking for every, every university out there in the world. Now, my advice to you is do not let your final decision be influenced by those, those ranking tables and you should definitely not be disappointed if you are not accepted to one of those prestigious universities like Cambridge or Oxford because you will enjoy the experience anyway at any university. Each UK university has something special to offer, each UK university has that ability to, to equip you with the necessary skills in order to make you more employable in the market field. Now, I've, you may think that 
If you are coming from Cambridge or Oxford or another prestigious university, you have a small advantage. But I know a lot of cases that uh, where, where students uh, who graduated from more average universities went to job interviews uh, for big companies and they got accepted, they got a job, while students from Cambridge and Oxford were rejected. So th that is why I'm saying the, the certificate that you get after your three or four years, that diploma just opens the doors of the company, but the diploma cannot, cannot get you the job. At the interview, it's about you, it's about your knowledge, your skills, and it's about how much effort you want to put in that interview session. So that is why I'm saying you should not be disappointed if you are not accepted to one of those prestigious universities. Okay, you've come up with your five options, you have your list of the five universities that you want to apply for. Now, when you choose the degree, most of the students um, have these tactics of uh, have uh, of uh, being varied in their degree selection. What I mean is like they go for biology at University of Manchester and they go for um, chemistry at University of Sheffield and they also try civil engineering at Imperial College London. In this way they are thinking that they are increasing their, their chance of being accepted but in reality things are the other way around, they will make the scenario worse because the admission team will find you as an insecure candidate, they will see you as an upcoming student who is not decided yet what to study. So the main idea is you, should, you shouldn't go for extremities don't go for extremities and keep your degree selection in the same in the same domain. For example, in my UCAS application I have chosen mechanical engineering at University of Edinburgh and then I went for mechanical engineering with business finance at University College London. So as you can see, I remained in the same circle, I remained in the same technical domain. I didn't, I didn't go for medicine at University of Sheffield. I stood in the same circle and this is the strategy I am recommending you as well to do. One thing that I want to point here in the degree selection process. What is normal to do and what most people, most students are doing is they, they, they have an, uh, an inside review of themselves and they think like this, I am good at mathematics, so I will continue my study, my studies I will continue also with mathematics, because in this way I do not need to put much effort when I will get to university. And this is the wrong attitude. Because if you want to go to university in order to study something that you think you are good at, yeah? like, like I've mentioned mathematics, you are good at mathematics and you choose mathematics 
for university because you are good at this topic and you think that you do not need to put so much effort when it comes to learning new concepts, learning new theorems, learning new formulas. This is the wrong attitude. Because when you are getting to university, you will see that things get a little bit harder. The effort you need to put in understanding and accumulating all this new knowledge is more stressful, it's more time consuming. And in other words, this is normal because that, that is why you are getting, you are going to university because you want to get to the next level, you want to evolve and you want to get out of your comfort zone. That's the, that's, that's the purpose of university. But my advice in this sense is to, uh, to look in the market and to have, um, to ha- to have a more uh, wise view. Look over the market, look now what happens in the world and think of a domain that is in high, doma- in high demand. For example, cybersecurity. Yeah? Cybersecurity is a domain that is lacking of experts. So if I were now in the position of selecting again a degree, I would go for cybersecurity because it's a domain that is in high demand uh, experts in in this domain are are very demanded and that is why I would choose this because you may the fact is that you may end up in a situation like you go for a degree just because you think you are uh, good at high school now and you go for that degree yeah let's say you are good at uh, geography now and you like geography in high school and you plan to study geography in university as well. The fact is that you may you may end up in a situation where you will finish a degree that is not uh, demanded anymore. You will finish a degree that will not offer you so many job opportunities because world is evolving, technology is in a continuous development and now things are getting a little bit different. So I'm not saying that geography is a bad degree. I'm just saying I'm just trying to advise you in a sense of um, of getting of paying more attention to what is demanded in the market right now. When I was in high school, I did the same thing. I had an uh, uh, an insight review of myself and I enjoyed a lot of physics and mathematics in high school. I was very good at these two subjects. And when I was doing my research on uh, on uh, internet, I was looking for the mechanical engineering structure uh, at many many universities, and there I I saw terms that were familiar to me, like thermodynamics, uh, fluid mechanics, and in my mind I was something like, okay. I've enjoyed thermodynamics in high school. I was very good at this class. I've also touched a little bit of fluid mechanics, so it can be so hard at university. But the reality is that when you get there, things are harder. When you get there, you will see that what you've learned in high school is too simple, was too little. And even if you thought that it will be easy because 
you are familiar with concepts from high school is not like this. The effort you need to put in order to understand those new concepts, those new formulas is more painful than it was in high school. So that is why I'm saying when you choose your degree, you should be uh, you should be uh, choosing the one that you think it will be demanded when you graduate. Yeah, go for a degree that you think uh, can open you many many job opportunities. Okay. Now the final thing I want uh, I want to talk about is your research. Before getting to university, you need to do a lot of research. You need to read a lot about uh, the universities that you are aiming for. You need to read a lot about the country, the educational system from from UK and so on. You need to read about the employment rate from that university. So. Try to think of many, many things that you are not uh, confident about and that you don't have so much information about and search them on the internet. You can also watch YouTube videos from other students who are now recording their uh, lives as uh, students in UK or you can also uh, hear podcasts like mine to to somehow experience what I have uh, what I have uh, experienced in my previous years of studies. But if you want something, uh, let's say, more complex, a more realistic experience, you can go for a foundation year. A foundation year is like a test year where you go to a specific university, uh, study a specific subject in order to see if you like the atmosphere from that city, if you like the teachers from, from that university, if you like the educational system. So basically you are in, you are as a test student. I, I have this friend uh, who came at uh, UCL in his first foundation year. He was not actually a new CL student, but he was studying architecture and uh, he had the same uh, uh, things to learn like the other students. The purpose, of, uh, the purpose of this experience was to see if he enjoys his time at UCL. And in the end, he enjoyed his time at UCL and he decided to continue his study at University College London. The less pleasant uh, part of the idea of a foundation year is the fact that you still need to pay for the educational fees and you still need to pay for accommodation and the other expenses. It's true that for, for a big sum of money you get a more complex and more realistic uh, experience than just internet research. But in the, in the end it's up to you, it's about how confident uh, you are when it comes to your uh, decision of what university to go for. In my case I didn't need any foundation year, I just went straight forward uh, and uh, start my first year as a full-time student at uh, UCL. Okay, 
So this is uh, this is the first episode of uh, the Graduate Podcast. If you have uh, some queries, if you find out that I touched too little on a specific uh, aspect from this episode, please raise this problem in the comment section. Or if you find out that I did not talk about something that you want more information about, please leave me comments and we will definitely uh, discuss this in the next episode. So, talking about the next episode, in the next episode I will talk about my first year as a student in UK, the accommodation in London, food, weather and other relevant information that each upcoming student needs to know. That being said, see you next week with other graduate thoughts.